Hello, welcome to the first episode of A Couple of Counselors. Uh, my name is Christian, I'm here with Ella. So for our first episode, we thought it'd be fun to do the topic of newlyweds, just talk about how that relates to mental health. Um, so one of the things, I guess, to kick it off that I hear a lot is this idea that the first year of marriage can be the most difficult. Have you ever heard that? I have heard that. And uh, also a fun fact that if you're newlywed, it's actually for the first two years of your marriage. So I think it can even be harder than just the first year, maybe first two to three years. You've heard the first two to three years are the hardest sometimes. Well, the first two years, you're still considered a newlywed. Oh, I never knew that. So that's like considered the threshold or whatever. Mm -hmm. Huh, cool. So is that supposed to be the hardest period from what you've heard? That makes sense to to something that you believe, or do you disagree with that? I think in any adjustment period, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, if you guys are moving to a new city when you get married, if it's the first time you're living together... I actually felt like our first year was great for the summer and the fall, and then I feel like maybe it hit more of a rough patch in the winter, just because we were cooped up together a little bit, and, you know, we're thankful that our apartment isn't very small, but a lot of the fun activities we would do for Halloween or outdoor summer activities, we couldn't really do those, we kind of were bored around the house felt like we were just kind of on top of each other but I feel the mood shifting again now as the weather gets better so Hmm. do I think the first year is the hardest probably but I don't think it was hard the whole time for us yeah so it's a little different maybe for us or maybe that's not necessarily a true statement um I don't know how like scientifically true that is or anything like if research or any kind of data supports that idea or maybe that's just a saying that people say um but yeah I guess maybe something we could talk about what do you think to start would be like the hardest part about since you were talking about us specifically what did you feel was the hardest um thing about our first year of marriage or one of the hardest parts about it I think a continual argument for us is about how to spend our downtime specifically because we are very close and we want to be together but the way I unwind might be you know watching a true crime documentary and Christian's way of unwinding is playing a video game that I have no idea anything about or how to play So I think a lot of times we found ourselves fighting about what to do just because we wanted to be together in the same room and wanted to be fellowshipping together as we were relaxing. And I think now we've come to a point where it's okay if we're in separate rooms doing our own thing uh, to relax or unwind. And I think that's a realization a lot of newlywed couples come to because we were excited this was the first time we got to live together and Mm. you know Christian has turned our second bedroom into a man cave and that's fine (laughs) so I think in my opinion that was a big struggle for us yeah yeah that's a good point I think 
maybe that's there's some adjustment of uh, expectations. You know, like you mentioned, um, thinking we're always going to have to spend every second of every day together or things like that. Um, and I think that's that's one of the biggest things with newlyweds, right, is figuring out those expectations. Um, and that's important to discuss beforehand, especially because you want to have an idea, right, of expectations. And then uh, that first year of marriage, to me, is kind of like putting the, um, you know, really trying to, to live out those expectations. But then uh, it's not enough, I think, to just to just come up with those expectations and discuss them maybe even before you get married, um, but then to have to readjust them as you're married. Because I think, you know, in your head, some things maybe seem like they'll work, but then when you're actually doing that first year, like you said, and you want to watch a t true crime show, and uh, maybe I want to play a game on the TV together or do something, um, you know, different than that, uh, we're, that's something that maybe we'd have to readjust, like you said, and to come up with different ideas, like maybe uh, letting each other both unwind the way we both wanted to, which is something that, you know, isn't a bad thing, you know, it's just different kinds of adjustments and things that we have to talk about to figure out. Um, so yeah, I think that idea of expectations is, is definitely one of the biggest things, and adjustment, like you mentioned too, seem to be two of the biggest things that newlyweds tend to deal with um, and how to navigate that together. What do you think about, um, you mentioned, because we waited till we were married um, before we moved in together, right? But uh, some couples get married or move in together before they get married, right? Mm -hmm. Cohabitation is what it's technically called in the, the literature. Uh, what are your thoughts on cohabitation? Yeah, so just from, you know, my background in family science, um, cohabitation couples, if they're living together before they get married, they actually have a higher chance of splitting up once they get married just because you have that thought that I always have an out and... Sometimes I almost feel like buying a house with someone is harder to get untangled than an early marriage. Mm. I felt, you know, when we got married, not that much changed. I think a lot of times people are afraid of commitment, and that's why they end up uh, cohabitating. But I don't think that fear of commitment ever really goes away for that person if they aren't addressing it and getting their own counseling. So it's either you have a person who's fearing commitment and you're living with them or you're married to a person who's fearing commitment and I think the result ends up being a lot of the same and I think being millennials the societal view is kind of the opposite um, a lot of you know people my age my friends have seen their parents split up either when they were young or went off to college and mm. in an attempt to avoid that I do feel that our generation is cohabitating more and more because they're trying to do something different but I don't think it will necessarily get them a different result yeah yeah I think that's true what you said uh, my parents are actually divorced um, so I come from that type of background and when I was in high school when I was younger I remember thinking that um, you know oh, I would never 
want to get married before I um, live with someone because I would think, you know, you kind of, it seems counterproductive because you're thinking, oh, I don't want to move in with somebody after I get married and then there's this whole new person that I didn't know about or aspects of the person that I didn't know about and, and there's this fear, like you said, of commitment. I don't, I feel like maybe that's what I was trying to get out. Like when we finally did move in together, I don't feel like there was that big of a difference. Like, I don't think you turned into this person that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I think we knew each other's faults going in and quirks, which is important. Um, I mean, there were more fights about, you know, the water tank and having hot showers, which (laughs) we weren't having before. But, I mean, did I know going in that he would like long showers? Yeah, and we work, you know, schedule. So, I think that's maybe more of a fear than an actual reality. If you are really open with your partner, even before marriage, I think, you know, it's just really more of the same when you get married. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it seems like it would be this big mystery when you start living together. There's all these things you're going to start uncovering. Um, but in reality, if you've, especially if you've been dating for a while, um, there really shouldn't be too many surprises other than just living together, different types of adjustments with that. Um, it might annoy you more, but I don't think it's a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, what Ella's saying, the reason that research talks about cohabitation, uh, as a higher chance of divorce is because uh, the commitment level, right? Essentially, that's what it comes down to. So commitment and um, willingness to work through issues, I guess is the best best way to put it, um, are both positively correlated, right? So meaning when the more commitment you have, the more willing you are to work through difficult issues um, and vice versa, the less you have, the less willing you are to work through issues. Um, Right, which makes sense. The more committed I am to a person, the more I feel like, I well, I don't have a choice. I have to figure out a solution to make this work. Whereas if I don't feel really committed to something, um, then I'm more likely to just want to cut ties, right? So, for example, if you're on a first date or something like that, and the girl's uh, maybe picking her nose, you know, flicking the boogers everywhere or something... That might be an issue for you, uh, but the commitment is really not there on the first date. So you're kind of just going to be wanting to cut ties. Um, and it's pretty easy to do so in that situation. Um, <laughs> so dog boots. But um, in the, in the uh, other situation, right, maybe you're dating. Maybe you've been living together for a while. Um the problem is that resentment builds, you know, so even if you do get married in the future, right, there might be some resentment built up from the cohabitation where as you didn't work through the problems possibly um, because that commitment wasn't there. Um, So then you start to resent the partner. Does that make sense? Yeah, resentment's a great topic and I feel like maybe we could even do a whole podcast on resentment, I feel like I work and talk about resentment almost on a daily basis 
with um, families who um, have experienced addiction. A lot of times it keeps people trapped in pain and negative cycles. And so it's very important to deal with resentment. So maybe that'll be our next podcast. Yeah, that could be a good idea to do a topic on that. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think the biggest thing with with newlyweds, something to think about, definitely doing expectations beforehand. We did, um, before we got married, there's actually a good program that I would recommend to people listening uh, called SIMBIS. Which is uh, stands for Save Your Marriage Before It Starts. And essentially, you both take very extensive questionnaires, and they show how compatible or how similar you are in a lot of different areas of expectation, like finances, chores, sex, family, work. And it's a really good conversation starter, Um, not necessarily to determine if, you know... Compatibility. Compatibility, but just open up you know, a conversation and hopefully find room for compromise and just right. really know what your value, uh, what you value, what your future spouse is going to value. Yeah, I think, because Ella's right, it does talk about compatibility, but um, the goal of Symbus is not necessarily to um, say, don't get married because you're not compatible or things like that. It's just showing you areas that are probably going to have more tension in your marriage than other areas. So, um, you know, like say something in terms of um, one person's more reserved and maybe doesn't like to talk about their when they're feeling upset or something like that versus uh, somebody who maybe is very much wanting to always talk about problems or things like that. So different communication styles. Not that that's a bad thing, um, but that's something that you'd have to be aware of and want to work on and things like that too. Like Ella said, compromise is a big thing, obviously. So that's just something I think is important because it's not to scare people and say, oh, if you're not compatible, don't get married. It's it's more so... Um, it's a tool. Right, to help, to help make that transition a little smoother. It's, it's a way to um, prepare for some things that might have blindsided you or something like along those lines in the first uh, couple years of marriage in the newlywed stage. So that's definitely a tool um, that I'd really recommend for a lot of new couples who are thinking about getting married. If you're engaged even, um, that's really helpful. Yeah, maybe we can attach more resources in the description. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to figure out, um, since we're holding new, this is episode one, I'll see if I can figure something out like that. Um, Just really wanted to, you know, thank all you guys for listening to our first episode. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, like I said, hopefully we'll get better as we go on with with figuring out, like Alice said, things about like maybe putting stuff in description or whatever. Um, But uh, we'll try to do these around once a week, one to every two weeks, um, you know, depending on schedules and homework for me, I guess, (laughs) things like that. Um, but yeah, this is fun and I think I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks for listening guys. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.